Welcome back. This is part two of the interview with Jacoby Petrashani, young entrepreneur and just great guy. He may not be 50 years old, and he's really made a name for himself. He's passionate about what he does. He found others to do it with, and though he's still in his mid-20s, has done some amazing things. Join us for the second and final portion of this discussion with Jacoby Petrashani. Y Combinator, after your interview, by the by 10 p.m., they either give you a phone call to tell you you're in, or they send you an email to tell you you're out. So you're waiting by the phone. Well, yeah, so Praha and I are sitting in our hotel room. They shut down their email. They didn't want any of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're sitting in our hotel room, both of our phones on the chargers, laptops on the chargers, and we're just watching some weird sci-fi channel films or something. Like, we're just waiting there the whole time because we're like... Like, I, I don't Looking know what's going to happen. at your phone every 30 seconds. Exactly. And so it was nuts because, like, Praha had his phone number in, like, the, the application. And so at, like, 9.35 or something. <laughs> 25 minutes before, right? They call us. <laughs> and, and Praha's like, hello? And I'm staring over <laughs> at him and I'm like, did we get in? <laughs> and, and he's like, thank you very much. And he hangs up and he goes, dude, we got in. And, like, we were freaking out. <laughs> Um, and what does that mean to you? Because I know we're, we're already 30 plus minutes in and we've got a lot of, to cover, but what did that mean to you? What'd you get out of it? Because, yeah, I mean, like it was a, it was a lot of validation on our idea and our team, I think. Like, I mean, it's, you know, somebody else saying like, hey, this looks like it might be worthwhile to investigate and kind of invest in. And they give you money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Y Combinator deal at the time was $120,000 for 7% in the company. Yep. Uh, and that's like their standard deal. They don't they do not do any custom deals. It's just like, you're into Y Combinator. Here's your money. Right. Give us our percentage. And then they basically- Help you. Yeah, they, they kind of mentor you through the whole thing. And you spend three months total doing kind of Y Combinator related activities uh, in like- uh, And you're out in Silicon Valley the whole time. Yeah. So Colton Praha and I moved out to San Jose- uh, for three months in 2015, uh, where we basically just did nothing but work on the idea and visit Y Combinator. Like, uh, I I was always joking because, like, when we first went out there, the apartment building we got uh, our apartment from had a pool in it. And, you know, I'm, an, I'm a swimmer. Uh, and I was like, this would be awesome. I'll swim every day. You know, it's like right downstairs. I only swam there one time the Out whole time. Out of the 90 or 100 days you were there, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this will be great. I'll just swim there every day. We we rarely left the apartment. So that's one of the keys, working hard, but the passion that whatever you're doing, you want to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you took it out there. You put yourself on the line. You were ready to get crushed, right? Because you were feeling bad. You thought you got smacked down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was like a low, right? But you said, we got to keep our spirits up. You got in, which is fantastic. Yeah. You stayed out there. You got a ton of help. And so did you have to pivot at all, like from the idea? No, actually, it was it was pretty irregular, but we didn't end up pivoting at all. Like, we just stuck with our idea. And you and Praha, when they took people out in Y Combinator, I remember you telling me this, they don't like people who start a company just on their own, right? Mm -hmm. They want two people and they want a hardcore tech person, at least in there. And Praha had skills, right? Praha, yeah, Praha was, you know, technically skilled as well. They also, they kind of didn't like that Colton wasn't out there with us as well. Right. Um. But they understood, like, you know, his schedule didn't allow it. But, yeah, they definitely 
won at least two. They won at least two founders because they don't like seeing single founder startups because historically they've had problems with that. And yeah, it's it's very tough. Like I'll, I'll tell you, like uh, I don't think Mimir would have happened without Colton or Praha. Like it, well, absolutely wouldn't have happened without either of them. But <laughs> so like, what... uh, yeah, it's very difficult to do on your own. Like I've not met many people who have been single founders and been successful. And what was like the hardest thing about at least getting it done? Because we we need to jump to like when you got acquired. But what was what was the hardest thing about getting this company up and running? I think one of the hardest things about it was selling to educational institutions um, because like instructors, especially professors at like a college level. Yeah. They're very like headstrong, very opinionated. <laughs> um, and so I know some of those, they don't like you telling them like, Hey, we can improve what you're currently doing. Right. They don't like to hear that right. in most cases. Like there have been a handful of instructors that I have just loved working with because they're like very open to that and like suggestions on how to improve, you know, like I want to make, you know, my class experience better for my students. Right. Like, but those are very, you know, very rare to find. <laughs> so it wasn't like it wasn't like this hard thing that came up, which is like the hardest thing was for us to get an idea, or the hardest thing was to pivot, or the hardest. Yeah, was, no, we we had the idea, was the we had the execution. It's it's more like I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it was the perfect solution. I'm going to say it's a very good solution for what most instructors were doing at their absolutely university level classes. The hardest part was like convincing teachers that like, hey, check it out or like even like adopt this because so many of them were very opinionated in their ways that they're like, oh, automated automated grading is bad. Like, you know, you can't give appropriate feedback. And it's like these are the people taking a month to give their students back their grades. And it's like. And they're not really doing it. They're TAs. Yeah, they're, yeah they, they hire a group of TAs to do that. And they're like, oh, yeah, they give better feedback. But it's like it takes a month. Like they've already taken the exam sure. based on what you're teaching them. And they haven't had any feedback in the meantime. It's like it makes no sense. But they're like, this is this is the best way to do it. And, so and like the, the students hate that. I can, yes. I can tell you that as somebody who lived need. it, but also somebody who has spoken to a lot of students in those types of classes, like – Students hate that because like – They want to know get, what they're doing wrong so they can adjust. Exactly. Like if you have a project, right, like a super hard project and you submit it and you're like, okay, when do I get feedback on this because the test is next week? And they're like, oh, yeah, you'll get your grade in three After weeks. After the test. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. Well, Which is terrible. Well, then how am I going to improve before the test? They're like, I don't know, figure it out, I guess. So you started doing <laughs> you started doing well. You got a number of instructors, a number of big-name universities. Can you name a couple big-name universities? Yeah, like uh, Michigan State University is one of our big ones. Uh, we have like Dalhousie, which is a university in Canada, actually. Cool. Uh, we have Florida State, I think now. But you have quite uh, a few. I mean, oh yeah, the, you're, it's, you're thinking about it, but you have a lot. It's over ninety now. So you have over ninety, and then somebody starts knocking on your door. And who is this? Can can you give us a little bit of, you know, how you got acquired? Because we want to definitely hear that story. Yeah. So. Um, the company is called Hacker Rank. Um, we got into talks originally, like we we had kind of talked with them at a computer science convention, like a computer science education. And when? Convention. Because you went to Y Combinator in fifteen, right? Yeah, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. And then when when did you start talking to these guys? Uh, I think the first time we talked with them was probably late twenty eighteen. Um, so they don't talk to you, and then like a day later, they 
by you. Oh, no. It's a it's a very long relationship. It's like a courting relationship, right? Yes. Hey, we like you. You guys sound, oh, you're doing some cool stuff. Let's keep in touch. Yeah. So actually, like we were at a computer science education convention uh, with some of like our instructors that love us. Like we, I wasn't actually there. It was uh, Praha and like our sales and marketing team. Yeah. Uh, they're talking to all of our customers. They're talking with some of our competitors. Um, but we run into like HackerRank was there, uh, their CEO, Vivek. And what does HackerRank do? So they do like automated technical assessments for like hiring. So there's some, you know, there's some There's a bit of overlap. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, and and we'll, we'll touch on that later. But uh, yeah, so we, we kind of started talking to them. They had like a product hacker rank classroom that they kind of were selling to some schools, but they weren't putting a lot of emphasis on it. Okay. Um, but so Praha and Vivek were talking a bit about it and, and not, not much came of it then. Um, and we really got back into talks with them Q3 or Q4 of 2019. Um, so you're talking a year and a, a half later. About a year, year and a half later. Um, but we started talking to them about, you know, what does it look like to scale our company? What does it look like to, you know, adjust, you know, how we serve our users? Client base, yeah. Um, and like what, what plans do they have too? Because mm-hmm. like we, we knew they were working on HackerRank Classroom. And Classroom is just a way to help what do you call it? Instructors better manage your class, right? Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of like what our product was right. like uh, to a degree. I mean, it was a bit Bigger? newer. It was a bit earlier in like the process of development. Like it definitely did not have as many features. So uh, if they added you on, that would just like leap them. Forward, yeah, right? exactly. Um, and so, yeah, late 2019, we started kind of talking about it again. We flew out to meet their co-founders and like their executive team which was really cool. They flew us out uh and they're in Cali, right? Yeah, they're in they're in Mountain View, in Silicon Valley. Everybody's in Mountain View. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's it's crazy flying out there to meet them. You know, we get to talk to them, you know, talk about our company like visions, you know, what we had planned for Mimir and like what they had planned for HackerRank and Kind of how things were going, and then it just kind of came up as a topic. It's like, you know, what if what if we joined forces? Why would you even go out there if you weren't thinking that they might want to buy you? Uh, just to just to see. I mean, I just to ha- just to have out, some people some in the industry that we knew and were talking to. Oh, okay. I mean, there's, I mean, we're definitely companies at different growth stages. Gotcha. Uh, but in kind of the same industry, you could say. So hey, maybe let's share some ideas. Maybe. Yeah, talk p- about some potentially. Stuff. And like we really only started talking about like the idea of an acquisition when we flew out there and we started talking about it. And we're like, hey, like uh, a lot of our company ideals and values are pretty aligned. Big, you know? re- big thing. Well, and, and another funny thing is like part two of like Mimir was, you know, we, we had the school side of things, right? We had right. the academic side. We were also building another product called Interview. At the time, which was basically what HackerRank does. And so it's like automated technical assessments for companies for interviewing technical candidates. And that's like that's like what HackerRank cool. does. Um, and, you know, so we're, we're like really big on the education side, building out the HR side of things. So just to rephrase for people who don't know, it's an assessment to see how good of your skills are in technology mm-hmm. so that you can hire the person. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so if they've got great skills, you're like, ooh, they've assessed them. This person's great. Let's hire them, right? Yeah. And, and and like that's a big thing, especially in technology is, 
you know, you put out a job description, right? You're going to get hundreds or thousands of applications and you need a way to kind Weed of through them. screen out the people yeah. who may not be qualified. Yeah. You know, and if you make a rigorous enough assessment, you know, the people that pass it, you know, basically, you know, I could probably just hire this person and they'd be good to go. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what we were building to. Uh, HackerRank had already kind of built their platform for that. And so we got to talking about that. And we're like, oh, yeah, you guys are trying to do the classroom thing, but you're not really investing in it. We're trying to do the interview piece, but... But you, know. you haven't really invested in it. And they got some big dollars, right? Oh, yeah. they Yeah. It's a pretty pretty lucrative market for, for that. <laughs> sure. No, but, um, but they sell. I mean, I can't I can't remember if they're private or public or what are they? They're private still. So. They're private. So they're a pretty large player in the space. Yes. And you're, you're saying, hey, we're weak over here, but you guys are strong. We're strong and you're weak. Whoa, it starts to sound like a good marriage. Yeah. And we were talking with like the co-founders and vibing pretty well with them like about. And vibing means you were getting along pretty well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, uh, dude, over 50. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just uh, feeling pretty good about it. You know, having way the same. Whoa, whoa. You got more gray than me there, Grandpa. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, um, Grandpa, no, none of our kids are married, so. Oh, I thought your dog had puppies. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so getting along really well with their executive team, you know, just right kind values. of talking about it. You know, the right values are there. The right vision is there. And so we were, you know, that's where we kind of got into the talks about the acquisition and like joining their team and kind of being a startup within a team working on all of these different things and helping them out on some of the things that they were a bit lacking on. Um, so from late 19, that. how long did it take before you guys kind of reached an agreement and they acquired you? Uh, December 16th, actually, of, of 2019. <laughs> so wait a minute, like two, two months? Because you said late third, like third quarter, early it fourth was, quarter. It was probably three months after wow. things actually started, you know, talking about all of that. So your story, to be quite honest, your story is is a little bit unique. And the reason I say that is, is because you didn't have a real pivot, right? Mm. You, you started this idea. You didn't necessarily change it. It was passionate, though. That was cool. Um, somebody really liked what you did. You got into Y Combinator. You've got... The help, right? Mm -hmm. But you guys clearly have the skills, right? You clearly came up with a great idea. You saw the need and it was just a fantastic kind of ride to get you here. Because yeah. I wanted to say, what's the toughest thing out of it? And it was like getting the sales. I thought you would say, we ran out of money and I got in a huge fight with my, <laughs> one of my co-founders and my girlfriend left me and I thought it was over or whatever. <laughs> But but I, I'm not he hearing skim, he skimmed over that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not hearing any of those things. Like yeah, I mean it's it's part of our story was supposed to be like stories from the edge. Like oh my god, I was going to change, but I kept the faith, kept going. Was there any of that? I mean yeah, I did, I did skim over a lot. Like I really only oh talked none of the about... good, none of the bad stuff, huh? Yeah, I, yeah, I want to yeah, hear yeah. that. Well, that's the thing, right? Like nobody normally wants to hear about. The we bad totally want to hear that, right, Tony? Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, obviously skimmed over a lot. Like people usually only want to hear like the no, tell me success the bad stuff. story. Because right? it's cool. Did, did you meet Teal from PayPal? Peter Teal? Peter Teal? Uh, Peter Teal? I met him one time, but that was actually at a different event. Right. The Teal Fellowship Summit thing. But the, but the thing is, is that you've got a lot of cool stuff in your background. I kind of want to hear some of the bad stuff where it 
shook you to your base. Yeah, I mean, um, anything you can talk about without crying? I can get some tissue. <laughs> I'm, try, well, I'm trying I, to think. I mean, of what's I, just from the outside looking in, because I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was over there, you know, helping him with all his stuff. He was, this was those three doing that on their own. But, you know, like they got into a business where none of the three of them knew how to sell to schools. I right. didn't, I don't know how to sell schools. And I've been in business selling software for decades. Ugh. That sounds like a long time. Six decades, is that about right? <laughs> Closing in on half a century. Uh, but, uh, but you know, it's like, hey, how do you sell these guys? Because, you know, schools. Different like, process. Like yeah, if you sell to private business, it's like they can write a check at any time, right? Privately owned businesses. But schools, like, well, there's a budgeting cycle and we've got this semester, you know, fall semester getting ready to start. We've already bought all our stuff. Come talk to us next year. Or maybe we'll buy something over winter break, but probably not. You know, it's like public universities. You yeah. may have some issues. Like, do you know somebody who's on the board or yeah, maybe some funding? Yeah, the state, interest? you know, is this even can we even buy this kind of stuff? Do we have rules and regulations here? It's like, OK, guys, what do you know about selling that? Uh we're going to hire somebody. <laughs> because you guys are like 21, right? <laughs> and you're talking to all these, these PhDs who are early as 30. Kobe's like, I haven't even figured out how to graduate from college, let alone <laughs> sell to college. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry, Kobe. You knew you were going to get uh, backed into the corner as you are back there. But did, what, what, was, what was something that shook him to the, I mean, anything really shake your foundation like dad? You remember any phone calls, Tony, that he was just like, Dad, this is really hard. I don't know how I'm going to do this, or I can't figure this out, or nobody's helping us. Or uh, you know, I got a I got a feeling that, and I don't want to expose anything. He doesn't want to, but it's like you know, you get the three, you get the three of them. They got pressure of trying to figure out how to sell stuff, and they work together day and night, day and night, day and night. All yeah. of a sudden, maybe they're not as you know, maybe they cohesive. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe they get a little not bit of rub anything. each other the wrong way. But you know, you spend twenty hours a day. But together. Yeah, you're spending twenty hours a day. Heck yeah, anybody that you're working with twenty hours a day. There's only so far, right? Christy told me she doesn't even like hanging out with you more about four hours a day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, co-founder struggles are definitely a thing. I mean, like you said, you know, you're spending so much time together, especially at Y Combinator, right? Like we're spending- We're living together. We're, we're living together. together. We're working where we live and we're working- Tell, tell I mean, these guys- A hundred hours. These, these guys are going out there and they got a fixed amount of money to work off of. They gave you some money. Oh, yeah, they, they invested money, but you had to spend money to be out there. Yeah. And so there's three of them trying to live in Silicon Valley. Okay. Which is really cheap, right? Which is really cheap. Really so they cheap. decide they're going to live together <laughs> to save money. They're going to buy, get one apartment. The three of them live together. Well, they got like a one bedroom and, and a half. It's a, a one bedroom studio with a loft. And guess how much it was a month? This is 2015. Seven mind. grand. Oh, wow. That's way too much. No, uh, $4,200 a month. <laughs> it was so like, it was that like. That didn't include food. Or anything, right? And that so was eight hundred square feet. I think it was teeny. We went out and visited them. It we, was we went out and visited them, and instead of having like a living room set up with a TV and everything, they had three work desks sitting out there. So well, because it was our office. While it we were was out their there. office. So they had their <laughs> office. They had a little <laughs> office, and off the side, they had a kitchen with a an toilet. Island. And they're yelling out, "Hey, code!" Did this. you guys have one toilet or two? Just one. Oh Just one God. bathroom. Oh, geez. And then so who so was we the had... worst in the toilet? Colton. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a uh, we had one bedroom and a loft, and so we uh, Praha and I shared the bedroom. We had two little twin mattresses that we put up against either side. <laughs> like we didn't have like a, a frame, yeah, you know, a bed frame. A bed or anything. Anything. It was it was literally just like two beds from IKEA. Yeah, and we just shared that room. And then Colton took the loft, and he had a little bed in the loft. But like we we had like no furniture besides the desks and the chairs. Uh, in the living room, and then we had 
two like beach chairs on our little balcony. <laughs> so, so it was not luxury. <laughs> so when people think, oh my gosh, these guys are so successful, you're sitting there going, oh my God, I'm living with two other dudes that smell and we've got 800 square feet paying four grand a month <laughs> plus food. You're probably, you probably spent going through uh, 20 grand we, in three months, right? Yeah. We, we opened up the little cabinet we went to visit and there's like about 62 pounds of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like ramen noodles. <laughs> just like, yeah, they would boil noodles with some sauce to eat. That was it. And like, you just, got, just kept cranking. We had, we had chicken too. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, no, that was that was a very interesting three months. There was a lot. But it, going so it on. wasn't tough. It was just interesting because I want to hear about like stuff. Tell us, like, kind of kicked you in the. That was definitely probably a more fun time, even though it was like a. Tough. It was. I mean, we're exciting a crap load, and... right? Like, I mean, hundreds of hours a week, like just cranking it out. You know, wake up at seven a.m., go to bed at like midnight. Uh, oh. Every day, and we worked Saturdays and Sundays too, because basically at Y Combinator, like our first meeting with them, they're like, "Okay, so what's next to get you some more customers?" And we're like, "Well, we really need to rebuild our application to be more scalable and like to add more features in an easier way." And they're like, "Okay, you have four weeks to do that." <laughs> and it was like, "We were going to take the next four months to do that." <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, do it in four weeks. You need to have a hundred, or no." 50 LOIs by the end of Y Combinator. Letters of intent. Yes. Uh, they're like, yeah, you got to have 50 LOIs from different instructors that are going to use your product by the end of Y Combinator. And we're just like sitting there looking at each other like. How are you going to do what? that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's when we started, you know, cranking it out. Like, So can I say it's it's maybe the mental game that kind of played with you just a little? I'm not saying it destroyed you, but it's like, holy crap. I never thought that was possible. And then they pushed you? Uh, kind of. I mean, at, at that point, like everything with Y Combinator, I guess I look back with rose-colored lenses more so. <laughs> like obviously it was a lot of work. It was a lot of like sure. terrible sleep uh, <laughs> and like working every single day. Um, but I think the real like hardships came in when we started growing, I think. Growing pains were a bit more of an issue for us. So you're talking about like hiring people, making those decisions? Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, yeah. like how do you – I mean I've been in business for a long time and I've seen a lot of businesses. It's like uh, there, there is a, there's a bit of experience that helps of figuring out what the next best person is to put on the team. And so these guys have never hired anybody. Like how do they figure out who the best sales guy is to hire? Well. I don't know. We'll just put an ad out there. I don't know. Uh, I mean, what do you ask them? What, what's the thing to say? Hey, uh, so it's a know? lack of experience, right? Yeah, absolutely yeah. a lack of experience. Like, I mean, you got us, like, because we've talked about some HR issues, and it's just like, oh man, it's like, why'd you guys do that? You're like, we don't know. Or, I, I don't want to make it sound that bad, but you you just you had to fumble through it, right? And yeah, there's. I mean, we definitely had the technical thing locked down, locked I mean, and loaded. If we knew how to do all of that, we knew how to build the product, we knew how to scale it, you know, we knew how to build new features and everything. We absolutely did not know how to hire. Uh, and of course, we go into that <laughs> blind, like, obviously, I asked my dad for a lot of advice there. And I wasn't necessarily the person making the hiring decisions. It was more of like me kind of trying to give some input, maybe give some input into that process. Because more, more of what I did, right, was more the infrastructure and the DevOps stuff, and like, like highly scalable technology side sure. of things. And so 
actually, I don't think I hired I me personally. I didn't hire anyone throughout the lifetime of Mimir. But that means you didn't have to fire anybody then, right? That's also true. <laughs> um, so your co-founders and you had very specific tasks that you were focused on, right? Yeah. So so Praha was sales and product basically. Yeah. He's a very technical dude too. He's very good. Which is at great that. for sales and product because then he gets that side. Exactly. And then we have Colton who is pretty technical, but he's very like opinionated in his, you know, technical side. Um, and so he ran most of like our Rails and React side of stuff. So what's, like, what, what's Rails and React? Rails is like a backend framework for actually like architecting apps, and React oh, okay. is like did that. Did that help? That yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably exactly. didn't help. Rails is like the he had server a specific side portion of the technology that he had to deal with. Yeah, like the 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 main apps like backend, gotcha. so like database type stuff with that. Setting then, it up and how it's kind of fundamentally going to have the of, data put together. <laughs> uh, I, I helped him I'm a bit with that. I'm trying to dumb this down, Cope. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, well, so, so you're kind of on track with that. Uh, that was partially me and Colton doing kind of the sure. database schema design and stuff. But React is more of like the front end. So like the, the actual user interface that you're interacting with when you're using our product. So like the exact like uh, – Page, web pages you're on, the button you're hitting. Yeah, but it's about your experience. Like if I'm a user and I come in there, it's like, what what do I see and how do I navigate through the software sure. when I'm exactly. using it? So those are just different parts of it. And and you're trying to all work together. You got the sales and marketing you're trying to get through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's some friction there. I mean, I think anybody will embrace that idea, right? Which direction yeah. you go in? <laughs> how do you bring three people to head down a specific direction? I well, get it. For the most part, I mean, Colton Praha and I were all kind of on the same page for That's the majority fantastic. of the lifetime of Mimir. It was more when we started hiring other people. <laughs> we as long as us three, it's cool. But yeah, anybody else? Yeah, trouble. I mean, we, we've hired some really good, like, very intelligent people for the engineering side and that's not to say we haven't hired other people that are very intelligent. Sorry. <laughs> that's a bad way to phrase it. But um, we haven't had really any problems from the engineering side. It was more the other facets of the company where we started. But you guys didn't have any experience Yeah, we had personally. no experience. Yeah. It's, it's not to blame anyone, really. It's more like. Well, you talk about how to sell to the education. It's like if you need salespeople, how do you know and can evaluate? And that's how and that's the thing, right? Like we're we're just talking to people trying to hire for that, and like we have no experience with that. We don't know anyone with experience. But with from that. a tech side, and you could say, "Hey, that. do you know how to do a Hello World software program?" And they'd be like, "Hey," and you can yeah. have that conversation. I think okay. there, I think there was some some old standing traditional business stuff that maybe they didn't even know about. But like a lot of times, they were hiring people that were younger. Which is cool, but those younger people don't have don't have established relationships with going and sell. I, I could get you into a hundred different universities yeah. over the next three weeks, and then they hire somebody who's like never actually talked to somebody in a university, but but they got a lot of energy. It's like you need to team people gotcha. up with uh, you w- when you're going after solving a problem. You need to know that people who've been there, done that, and get them yeah. on your team as opposed to because you can figure it out. These guys are smart; they can figure it out. But when you're dealing with other people's money, like Y Combinator, and, and you're taking money from investors, and it takes you six months to figure out something that somebody could be hired in and figure out in a month or implement in a month, Big you're wasting yeah, money you... and time, and that all hurt. That doesn't hurt you right away. It's a slow process, but all of a sudden, you're a year later and you're only halfway to your goal, and then the investors are like, "Hey, you you wanted another round of money, uh, but you guys took Didn't forever to do this. Uh, now what?" And then you're like, uh, "Now your focus changes to dealing with." investors in the next round and doesn't deal with 
sell into the next university. Right. Yeah, there's so, you absolutely cannot discount experience. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hey, so important. all right. So that's kind of like almost what we're going to leave you with because we are pretty far along, guys. And, um, you know, I know that you got acquired. And you got acquired in December of 2019, so you've been a part of uh, Heck uh, Hacker Rank for a little over a year now. Yep. Right? 20? Yes. A little over a year now. <laughs> and, and COVID is like this uh, warp uh, time zone anyway. But you've been over there over a year. You're really enjoying all of the stuff you're doing at Hacker Rank, right? Yep. And um, is there anything you can kind of leave us with uh, as we get down to it? I mean, yeah, we could do this for hours and hours. You're so easy to talk to, right? And, you know, is there any kind of couple things that you could leave us with? Because we like to talk about money and you may cash out in, I don't know, a handful of years or whatever, because the way it works, once you get acquired, you have certain things. And once you meet milestones, certain things could happen. So you've got Y Combinator, even though you didn't graduate from school and we're not saying you shouldn't graduate from college. You have that on your resume, and from what I understand and reading stuff on the internet, it's saying that once you have that, that's a pretty good stamp of approval, seal of approval, you will get a job because yeah. because you've got the skills. That's what I've seen. Well, I was worried about, like, my basement. <laughs> I like my basement. I didn't want him living there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you lives you there totally <laughs> never <laughs> thought that. So, Cobe, what can you leave us with? What are two or three words of wisdom coming from a 27-year-old guy? That 26. Just, 26. 26-year-old <laughs> guy that just said experience is worth something. Can't discount it. What would you leave us with? What would you leave the listeners with? Maybe some quick money insights. Oh, geez. Ugh. I don't know. Uh, work hard. Do something you're passionate work hard, about. Play hard. <laughs> I like to work hard, play hard. Work hard, play hard. Throw your money into stocks instead of the bank right now. That's a big one. <laughs> What's the difference between stocks and stonks? <laughs> stonks only go up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, have you been on the internet lately? No, I haven't. Okay. So, um, so any words of wisdom to, to leave us with as we say goodbye? <laughs> um, Life is a meme. That's true. It is. <laughs> What's your favorite? Well, I won't even ask what your favorite song is because that wouldn't be kind to the city we're thinking about. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> anything you want to leave us with before we say goodbye and uh, sign out? Jeez, I can't, I can't even think of anything. Tony, is there anything you want to say? Don't spend there, money you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's, but that's a little counterintuitive. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think before, you know, leverage OPM. What's that mean? Other people's money. Other people's <laughs> money. And that's what you did a little bit with Hacker, uh, not with Hacker Rank, Y Combinator and some bit. other stuff you did. But, you know, it was a real pleasure having you today. Yeah, you know, thanks for having maybe me. Maybe if you're even open to it, maybe we continue the story and get down a little bit more nitty gritty and talk about some other things that have happened. But we really appreciated having you. Tony, thanks for being here. Adding uh, some extra color. we got a couple more <laughs> things coming up. Thanks for being here with Money with Mac and G on this limited edition series of some really cool people doing some really cool stuff. Thank you. And this is where we say goodbye. Ready? Bye. Bye. <laughs>